a green beret and good friend of the show, Scott Mann, defines his freedom as the ability to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it. And we totally agree with Scott. It's not because he could beat us up simply for disagreeing with him, which he totally could. No, it's because we share that same definition of freedom, especially when it comes to our retirement. And we encourage every retiree and soon-to-be retiree to share that same definition of their retirement. So, how does your thought process need to change before you can thrive in retirement? Why is this concept of spending during retirement as opposed to saving during your working years so difficult to grasp? How was Josh able to buy a full lunch for only 69 cents in high school? And why is he so obsessed with his podcast having an artistic name? Find out the answers to all the things in episode 001. Your host is Joshua Edward Brettel. The podcast is the Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast. And for the last 18 years, Josh has helped people just like you thrive in their retirement. And now it's time for you to enjoy the show. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. We've been talking about this podcast now for, I don't know, one year. Is that what we're doing right now? We're doing that today? I thought today would be a good time to start. All right, well, let's see how it goes, I guess. Our first Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Yeah. Retirement. Thanks for for dressing up. You're welcome. Wearing my uh, Angry Beaver t-shirt. Is that an artsy thing to wear? It's sort of artsy, but so I visit the chiropractor every Friday and I think I've worn the same outfit the last 18 Fridays, give or take a couple dozen. So if I don't wear my Angry Beaver shirt, they it just throws them off. And I'm not sure if you know this, but you don't want to throw off a chiropractor. Like he's like breaking your neck. So like if he's not in the right state of mind, long story short, I have to wear this on Fridays. <laughs> Do you have multiple Angry Beaver shirts? Like if our kids get angry and you know they outgrow their t-shirts, they don't operate well as human beings. Are yeah. you the same? Well, so I I do have another Angry Beaver t-shirt. However, he is in the form of Santa and he's he's flying the sled through the air. It's a red shirt. Maybe I'll wear it next time we do one of these if if you allow me back on. So yeah, I do have a couple Angry Beaver shirts. Yeah. Uh, we should probably, uh, I think we've hit record and we seem to just be talking, so we should introduce ourselves a little bit. Please. My name is, I'll go first, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Josh Brettel. I'm a CPA and founder of FSR Wealth Strategies. For the last 18 years, I've been working with retirees and uh, helping them make that big jump from their working years to their retirement years. So... Who are you? I'm Dave. Yeah. Dave. See, I mean, I, I knew it. I knew there was no need for me to say my last name or my title because you're just going to put Dave on there. 
because I'm just kind of your sidekick, your wingman, if you will. For those of you that uh, haven't met Dave or me for that matter, uh, I work in an office of, we, there's 12 of us here at FSR Wealth and um, we're all very professional. Um, we're all very financially minded and um, we know a lot about what happens with retirees and their money. And then we have Dave. And I thought that Dave would be an excellent person to help me with this uh, this endeavor, this podcast, this uh, this thought process we have here. Now, to be fair, well, actually, no, this kind of proves your point a little bit more. I was a client, and you guys did fire me because I was that bad with money. So I could probably learn a little bit from this podcast. <laughs> You know, I, as I uh, tell our team members, we are lucky enough to choose who we get to work with, mm -hmm. and we just chose not to work with you. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a valid point. Yeah, <laughs> my wife and son say similar things. So I digress. That's uh, that's that's here what you got, you're here to talk about today. Uh, this uh, you and I tried to um, tried to think this podcast to death, which we tried to make it not happen by. Uh, by overthinking this. And one of the things we overthought over and over and over again was the name. Um, we've thought of all sorts of things. We thought about the FSR Wealth Podcast. We're outside of Chicago. We thought about the Chicago Retirement Podcast. I mean, we bought domain names. We bought all sorts of crazy stuff. But somehow we settled on the Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast. And uh, Dave, you are the only one on this podcast that went to the Illinois Institute of Art um, would you say this is a artistic name? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. no. no, but it's a very direct name. There's no confusion with the name. I mean, you're not going to like be scrolling through iTunes and be like, oh, what's this about? Hmm. So in that way, we are achieving the goal of, of effective branding, if you will. Uh, and that's always our goal. But always. I... I thought I would start with um, kind of my thought process behind how I came up with that name. If uh, if you're okay with that, Mr. Dave. Don't think I have a choice. By the way, my kids do not call you Mr. Dave. So they call you the kid with big legs. So yes. they're okay with that. But Speaking um, of your kids, I'm owed Girl Scout cookies. That's another conversation. Sorry, listeners. We'll, they'll get there, I promise. Um, but the retirement equals freedom. This is something that um, we've talked about internally in our office for a long time. And this came to me a, a few years ago. I have a close friend, and actually for a long time he was a mentor of mine, still is a mentor of mine, but I, I worked real close with him for many years. Uh, his name was Scott, uh, Scott Mann. Scott is a retired... Uh, he spent 20 years in the in the army, um, 18 of those as a Green Beret. Uh, he saw many tours of duty over in Afghanistan. Now, Dave, you and I played high school basketball. That's about as physical as we've ever gotten. Uh, I see you drinking your latte, caramel, macchiato, whatever that is. Um, Scott's the opposite. He is he could live in the woods and survive for many many years, but. Uh, uh, when Scott, I started working with Scott about five years ago, 
And I was working on leadership and, and human connection and just how to, to work with people better. Um, and I knew Scott's story. I knew that um, Scott retired from the military about eight years ago. And that transition from military life to civilian life was difficult. And uh, I knew he was looking forward to it. I knew he was looking forward to the ability to spend time with his three young boys, with his wife, uh, the new house they just bought outside of Tampa, um, the ability not to have his superiors in the army telling him where he had to be, when he had to be there, heck, just to go to the bathroom when he wanted to go to the bathroom. But um, that transition was difficult for him. He suffered immensely with it. And um, post-traumatic stress has been a part of his life ever since the military. Um, alcoholism crept in there. And it's been a lot of work for him to kind of overcome his transition, to, to, to fit into civilian life the way we think that you know, people should. Um, and so, and he has, he's, he's really, he's done an amazing job. I'm not going to say he doesn't still struggle. But when I started working with him, I knew all these things were going on in his life. And um, the very first phone call we had, there was a group of us on this phone call. And it's right before the 4th of July. And he asked this, those of us on the call, he says, what is your definition of freedom? Now, we're talking to a retired Green Beret. It's right before the 4th of July. And we're thinking to ourselves, you know, land of the free, home of the brave, all those things that we think about with American freedom. Naturally. And he stopped us. Like, he just, he pretty much goes, no, guys, that's not what I'm talking about. And he just pretty quickly said, he goes, let me tell you my definition of freedom. And... He says, my definition of freedom is the ability to do what you want to do when you want to do it. What you want to do when you want to do it. And when he said that, it literally threw me backwards. I was sitting at uh, a table and I remember this thought vividly because that what you want to do when you want to do it is word for word how I've described retirement to people. And I work with my dad. Uh, my dad founded this firm 30-some-odd years ago. My father will never, quote-unquote, retire. He'll never stop working. He loves, like, he loves to work. He loves to come into work. But he could, and he has the ability to. Um, right now, as we record this, he's down in Florida. It's 85 degrees, and he's going to play golf today. Um, it's 22 degrees here in Chicago, and I worried about getting my car out of the garage this morning. So he has the freedom to do that, but he chooses to come to work as often as he can. My father-in-law, father on the other hand, who spent over 30 years of his life on the railroad, he wanted to stop working. He, didn't, you know, he never wanted to swing a hammer again. So they both had different definitions of what that ability to do what you wanted to do was. And sure. When Scott said that, you know, those two words, and he said that was his definition of freedom, he did a few things um, in my mind. The first thing he did is he's, he equated retirement to freedom. So um, I've always thought that, and I think when people think about it, you know, I'll, I'll wait to do this until I retire. I'll wait, you know, when I retire, I get to do more of this. And that's that freedom 
mentality that they have. Um, but the other thing he did is he, he made me realize that the same struggles that he went through in his transition, his transition to freedom out of military life is very similar to what a lot of my clients and people who go through retirement are looking at. They're, they're, it's, not an, it's not an easy process to go through that. And uh, you and I are not as young as we used to be, but we're both fairly young, and I don't think either of us think about retirement in a serious fashion. Um, mm. You might. I don't know. But uh, I've kind of been working like I am retired for the last you know, 20 years. So maybe your wife is thinking about retirement, but, uh, true. So, um, now I said that to Scott, we had a one-on-one phone call and I said, you know, Scott, when you said your definition of freedom, it, it did those two things. And the one was, it made me realize that the struggle you went through in transition is probably similar to what our clients are going through. And he looked at me like, yeah, of course it is. And I just kind of was quiet. He said, you know, think about what they're going through. Think about what's happening in someone's life. You know, we as children, you know, Dave and I both have young kids uh, and our kids are both in elementary school. And when they come home, you look at their work, you look at their math, and you're, you're hoping they do good and they learn how to you know, add and subtract and do all these things so they can get good grades. And you want them to, to get good grades so they can do better things in school. And you want them to do well in school so they can go to a good college. And you want them to go to a good college so that they can get a good job and take care of themselves. You know, As a parent, you want your children to, to be self-sufficient and that's what we're, we're grooming them for. Um, now, when they do that, they work. They go to work and, you know, Dave, how old were you getting your first job? Brugger's Bagels, Elmhurst, Illinois. Uh, Dave Corolla, if you're watching this, yeah, you know, good times. Um, 16? 16. I remember Dave's first job vividly. I would go over and eat at Brugger's Bagels at lunchtime all the time. Um, and it's 69 cents for an entire lunch. <laughs> they can't fire me now, so I might as well. <laughs> What's the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Carry they on. Loved you. They loved you. But 16 years old, and you will probably work well into your 60s, maybe some people into their 70s. That's 40, 50. For some people, it could be 60 years of work of when you wake up, you go do what you know how to do. You know what you're trained to do. Um, and that's how you provide for yourself. You provide for your family. You, you have this self-sufficiency in your, in your life. And then you're working towards this retirement, this, this, this point where you're going to stop working. Um, I always tell people it's a weird thought process because you're taught to save. You're told to save and you build this pile of money and everyone's got a pile of money. And then this whole retirement time, this whole retirement thing, what's going on here is, were you tired of sitting? Do you have to stand there? Did is you, that what that was? I thought, I, I've been practicing. Like, I thought I was so smooth. I didn't think anybody would notice. I mean, the visual part wasn't bad. It was the facial, you know, things. If, the, if you're listening to us on an audio, the video <sighs> might be worth watching just to see Dave's face as he stood up there. Um, but 
<laughs> it's not easy to stand, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. But but the concept of we'll see if we cut that out or not. But the concept of it was at fourteen thirty, by the way, if you want to mark it. But um, the concept of retirement, of stopping to work, of trusting somebody else as you spend that money is a weird thought. I mean, it's just a weird thing to not be reliant on yourself, to be reliant on somebody else. To stop saving and start spending is not a natural thought process for people. So it's, uh, I understood that. When Scott said that to me, that freedom that we all achieve could still be scary. It could be a difficult thing. It could be a, a tough transition that, that comes out there. So I got to admit, you lost me a while back. Um, I can't stop thinking about something you said. You said that when Scott Mann mentioned, you know, what he mentioned, that it threw you back. And I, I couldn't get this mental image out of my head because I took that literally like, like a cartoon like Josh is like, ah, and you're a big fella. So it would take some powerful words to knock you on your butt. So did you physically get knocked back or do you just, just like mind blown, mind blown back? Do you know how sometimes when you're falling asleep and you feel like you're falling and you wake up and you shoot yourself up and you don't really realize were you falling or were you just like, was your body feel like you were falling? It was kind of like that. It was kind of one of those like, I feel like, I feel like my body got thrown backwards, but I don't know if the chair actually moved. That's a fair assessment. Um, your adrenaline was kicking, so you, you just didn't really know what was happening around you. And I didn't realize um, I'd actually be telling that story or I'd probably try and remember more details in regards to how far backwards I went. It's a fair point. I'd like to share a quick story, if you don't mind, because um, I'm not ever giving you a chance to say no. I was actually <laughs> recruited. I was recruited by the Green Berets. Um, a bunch of them actually happened to go to our that one basketball practice where you and I had a loose ball drill that we had to partake in. Do you remember that? I do remember this, and okay. are you going to tell that story now, or should we yeah, just... I, I'm not... I might embarrass you, but here's the thing. I was angry, and instead of diving for the loose ball, I tackled you. Now, those Green Berets saw me tackle you, and they said, Dave Schmidt just tackled that big, bulging fella, Josh. With, with It was effortless, and they're like, we could use him. He could defend this country. I, I turned it down because I had a contract with Brugger's Bagels at the time, um, and the College of DuPage was recruiting me heavily to attend their university. But it is bringing me back some memories, man. So thank you for that. I, uh, our, our country is safer because you didn't take them up on it. So It's true. But yeah. Back to a little bit of, of seriousness here. Retirement is a fun topic. It is truly freedom. It is the ability to do what you want to do when you want to do it. In fact, I'm going to add one more little plug here. I think we're going to do it. We'll do a whole podcast on this book. But one of the best retirement books, actually just money books I have seen in the last few years is one called um, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And he was the second person to use that definition of retirement. Uh, but he added something to it at the end. What he said, his definition of retirement was the ability to do what you wanted to do when you wanted to do it and who you wanted to do it with. So whatever you want to would take out of that is huge, but uh, do understand that the thought process has to change for people. They, people, as, as you think about retirement, 
it's not the same old thought process. It's not the just save. It's not the just, you know, don't spend your paycheck. You really have to think about a lot more things that come into it. So uh, I hope that uh, in, in future podcasts, you and I can can intelligently share with uh, whoever decides to listen to this that uh, some of those differences and what they can do and some some key facts and some uh, some tips yeah. and tricks and um, maybe they can come out better than you. Hey, man, I sure hope so. Like you said, our country will be better for it if they do. Let's have some fun, Josh. You know, I think we should interview, interview some people. I think we should tell some stories. I think we should share some books. What else do you have planned? Uh, I, I was not expecting to record a podcast today, so I, I'm kind of glad you did. But what else is on your mind here? Well, lunch. It's 11.45, and I haven't eaten yet. So, um, but it's, no, I think this is going to be a fun, a fun thing. We're going to, we will, as Dave said, we're going to record some interviews with different people, um, both on the client end as well as some of the advisors in our office. Uh, we'll talk about some best practices of what people should be doing in retirement. Uh, we'll bring my father in and uh, we'll talk about some of his experiences over the last 30 some odd years. Uh, Dave, maybe we'll bring your father in and he can talk about what it's like to raise you. But oh, uh, we're going Mike to we're going to have some hoop. fun. Um, we're going to talk about freedom and retirement and uh, all the things it means that to be able to spend your money and to have that that life that that you've always dreamed of. Yeah, <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Endings are always our best part here. So don't uh, stop I, recording yet, though. Yeah, I, I won't stop recording yet. We're gonna have to edit this ending together. It's always like the videos are just rough and difficult. But, Your videos um, sometimes make me feel downright uncomfortable that I'm even in the room with you. Well, now you're on this recording with me. <laughs>